Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Last week on episode three of our Sifted mini-series, I was joined by Caleb Nelson, Chief Growth Officer, to dive into Sifted's parcel audit solution for shippers. We talked all about how it can identify and recover lost revenue, how the boom in e-commerce has impacted shippers, and the power of strategic automation. It was a great episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. But if you missed it, you can go and catch up. It was episode 290, wherever you subscribe to the show. So today in episode four, the final episode in the series, we'll be turning our attention to Sifted's contract management suite. I'm joined by Adam Molding, Chief Innovation Officer at Sifted, to talk all about the platform, helping customers to go beyond a one and done negotiation mindset, the importance of strengthening business relationships and the role of innovation in the future of supply chain. So welcome to the show, Adam. Hey, Sarah, it's great. It's great to be here. I appreciate the invite and looking forward to some intriguing discussion today. Me too. I am so glad that you're here. I mean, we have had an incredible three episodes already. We've talked about empowering confident decisions, about modeling and simulation, and about automation. We've had some wonderful feedback from our listeners, and I've certainly enjoyed learning more about it. So I'm a little sad that this is our final episode, but I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and ending the series on a high note. So let's dive in. Let's Let's start by setting the scene with some of the challenges around contract management, because I think it's really complex. I mean, data management, lack of standardization, lack of transparency, Mm -hmm. the list kind of goes on. So what do you see from your perspective and that of your customers? You know, most most of the supply chain world, and you've seen this in the last 18, 24 months, it's essentially just turned itself over on its head. Right. Uh, contracts have become even more difficult. There's a lot more vendors that are now uh, in the purview of our shippers. And figuring out all of the supply chain components of contracts and what's active and what discounts are expiring and so forth have become a real challenge for businesses who, by the way, their profession isn't supply chain, right? Their <laughs> profession has things like pharmaceuticals and medical equipment and e-commerce and making sure that bracelets get to uh, teenage girls on time, right? So it's it has become a very complex, uh, challenging time for shippers. Absolutely. You're so right. I mean, everybody wants to get back to doing what they do best. They don't want to be drowning in paperwork. They don't want to be drowning in, you know, looking at those contracts and over and over and over again, because really at the end of the day, those contracts, they shift, right? They end. There's so many things that could change within the period of a contract that you really do need to manage it. Because like we've been talking about in this series, It can cost a ton of money to an organization, right? So give us a broad overview of what Sifted's contract management suite does before we dive into more detail. You know, how does it work? How does it help your customers? How does it address some of those challenges that you just mentioned? Well, it it really is about providing, uh, first and foremost, just visibility, Many of our customers, as they sign up with Sifted and start going through the organization process, many of them don't know what is an active agreement 
what's an addendum, uh, what discount is in effect on which service levels. Right. And so first and foremost, it's just giving them visibility of what they already have, mm-hmm. what the trends are that's happening with in their contract and within their shipping spend and profile and what what's been changing for them in a very, very busy, busy time. So with the contract management suite, it's designed to look at uh, four or five different key areas to help customers have uh, proactive decision-making abilities and the ability to uh, prevent any costs that are, are about to hit them that they don't know that are coming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to give them that control back, right? Because it's not just about... Um, things within the contract potentially shifting. It's also about your business, right? Your business is growing. I mean, we saw through the pandemic a growth of 300%. I mean, just that number alone is overwhelming. But just think about what that would do to your contract. And if you only have discounts in one area and your business has grown exponentially in another area, you're probably doing your, your company a disservice because you really should be having those conversations, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about it, the standard, the standard uh, parcel agreement is uh, a 36 month agreement, right? So if you had a 36 month agreement that you started uh, in 2019, think about all of the changes that have occurred since the end of 2019 up to date, Uh, the number of carrier changes that have had to happen just for capacity issues, the delays, the visibility to the customer commitment on delivery times, uh, what you charge your customer when they're on your website or your vendors, mm-hmm. managing all of that is, it's it's a big challenge for them. Yeah, I mean, skew count, right? I mean, skews have like totally fluctuated over the last couple of years because some have expanded, some have uh, contracted how many skews they're actually keeping. And I think consumer buyer habits really changed throughout the comp- uh, the pandemic as well, right? So a product that you had that was selling really well in 2019, it could have shifted to another product, um, you know, that makes a whole you know, difference in weight dimensions, you know, and it just creates this whole domino effect of why you really, really need to be looking at your contracts. You do. You need to be looking at your contracts and you need to be comparing those contracts with your everyday shipping profile Yeah, to, to make sure they're always in sync. Yeah. Talk, talk about daunting. Like I can just hear the audience right now that's listening to this going, yeah, you know, that's exactly what I've been going through, but I don't know how to fix it. And I don't know how to not do it manually. So let's dive a little bit deeper into exactly what you can do within the platform. What are the different ways a customer can hone those contracts and optimize their shipping strategies? Well, I, I think that it's, um, I think that it's a couple ways to begin as a customer. Like I said, the first thing is getting that visibility together and really understanding what's happening within your shipping profile. But then it's looking at the different market trends. Uh, let, let's, let's say you have a, um, a contract with one of the national carriers and uh, they release some new pricing changes mm-hmm. and you're, you're now wondering, I've got a budget for Q4 of 2022, and there's been three or four significant price increases. 
how do I know what that impact is going to be to me? And how do I measure whether or not I, I need to adjust my contract to uh, be more efficient or do I need to adjust my operations? Do right. I need to adjust where I'm storing those SKUs in my distribution centers? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I know what I should be doing on a daily basis and how do I measure whether or not I am doing it? That's the well, big question that we answer. Yeah. And I think also the internal conversations, right? Like how do I, how do I bring this to my team? What are the things that we need to be looking at as far as internal stakeholders and who do I need to bring in to have these conversations to make some of these changes, right? And if you don't have the backup of the data and it's not just a gut feeling, you know, you don't want to bring that to them either. You want to be like here, like this is what's going on right now. This is the data that we're seeing. These are the changes that I think that can help us get to over here or maybe these cost savings. That's right. You know? it, it, it's a good point. Uh, those, the shipping experts, uh, the logistics people inside of businesses, they're, they're expected to have the answers. Uh, they go into these board meetings and, right. and they're asked pretty difficult questions like, hey, um, why did our shipping spend go from $3 million to $16 million in a year? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Break that down for us. Uh, why is the carrier not happy with our particular freight? What is this dim and min and divisors and what does all of this stuff mean? And for a logistics specialist to try to explain that to somebody not in the industry, as you know, that can be a that can be a really big challenge. So having the data right in front of them in a easy to use and easy to talk through dashboard or report is extremely valuable. Well, and think about the question about delivery KPIs. Like why did our delivery KPIs go from a hundred percent down to, you know, 65, 70 during the pandemic, for example, right? Like that's, that's a big question that a lot of um, supply chain professionals within their organizations got. And imagine like one of our customers, what if you're shipping perishables? Yep. Uh, we, we have a, we have a customer that ships steaks all over the country. Uh, well, all over the world. When they put that ice pack inside that box with that steak mm-hmm. and they ship it, if it's two hours late because of a weather delay or a day later than was anticipated, that, uh, that ice is melted, right? Mm-hmm. Or we have an, a especially high temperature summer, huh, like we have right. one, just the slightest, the slightest impact to your delivery times mm-hmm. could mean a total loss of product and having to reship that to your, to your customer. And it's, it's a very frustrating thing for shippers to manage that. Yeah, and the waste, which goes into sustainability. I mean, we could talk about <laughs> so many things and the domino effect that comes with it. But we talked about modeling and simulation in episode two. And there's an element of that here as well, because customers can run re-rating scenarios, right? So explain to us what re-rating 
means and what it is, how it works, and how does that help them um, with empowering those confident decisions that we've talked about, right? Like going into those meetings, sharing that data, and really confidently being able to be part of those huge decisions that an organization faces. I think that is, first of all, that's a big question. Uh, But the answer lies in how difficult it is to understand your shipping costs at a charge level. So our re-rating process is simply taking that uh, 200-page service guide that the carriers produce with all of the different rules and dimensions and weights and uh, package types and surcharges and accessorial fees. It's taking all of that and taking your historical shipments, saying, well, what if, what if we changed uh, this surcharge from having a discount of 25% to a discount of 32%? What would that do to my historical data? Right. And I want to be able to measure it down to the penny so that I can forecast properly for what's coming up in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. So re rating is the process of taking uh, every every charge, every service and re rating it with new variables. And we're breaking down those variables into easily understandable changes that uh, really anybody, whether whether you have a high acumen in the logistics space or not, anybody can go in and kind of play with those numbers and understand how does this impact and what if this were to occur or that were to occur, Mm -hmm. they know the answer. Yeah. The what if scenarios. I mean, those are huge right now. I mean, we're all playing with those what ifs at the moment because of everything we've been through and we want to be proactive for the future, right? Um, And so being able to answer those what if questions, scenarios, especially as they come up from other team members is huge to really have that data and explanations at your fingertip. So you say that like with your contract monitoring, a customer can really go beyond a one and done negotiation mindset. Talk to us about that because when it comes to, you know, contract management, when it comes to contracts in general, there's a lot of negotiation that goes into that. And I think, you know, if we are armed with the right set of data to be able to have that conversation and really drive home the points of what we're doing on our side and what we need to see from their side, it really, really empowers that negotiation mindset. So what do you really mean about one and done negotiation? Well, it it really comes down to just an observation about the world and the industry in general. Uh, It's never static. It's constantly changing. So like, like the example I gave before you, you have a contract that just started in 2019 and then the pandemic hits. Mm Mm-hmm. And suddenly, uh, there's a bunch of new charges that you didn't know before. Your cost per pack has gone up. Now your delivery times have gone down. Uh, a one-and-done scenario is when you negotiate the contract and say, okay, I'm done now for three years. 36 months, I don't even have to think about it again. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that uh, six months from now, you're going to be asked. You're going to be asked questions from board members and from uh, your, the C-level management. What's happening with our spend? 
And how do we mitigate these cost increases? How do we get to our customer faster? And all of that comes back into avoiding the one and done mentality that you you don't have to con- just sit by idly and wait for these cost increases to happen, mm-hmm. but you can proactively manage both your operations and what you have in terms of contractual rates with your carriers. Well, and also control like the success of your business as well and the growth of your business and what that means with the partners that you're working with, right? I mean, 36 months, like that's a really long time. I mean, that's literally like the pandemic happened within less than 36 months, theoretically, and changed everything. Right. And at the tail end, we're dealing with inflation and all sorts of different things. And I think, you know, as a business grows and they become more successful, they're selling more products, maybe they're adding more SKUs, they're adding more customers that are in a variety of different places around maybe the US or maybe they're going global. Um, and they have to assess whether that partner can meet their needs or not meet their needs. Maybe they're good in some parts of it. Maybe they're not. And I think we also learned that we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket (laughs) during the pandemic too. And so how do you manage all of these carriers and all of these contracts, um, to make sure that you're making the most of it, right? I think that's actually at the heart of what the contract management suite is designed to do, right? It's designed to give you the data insights, Right. They say that data is the new gold, but really data insights is what is the most valuable thing. There, there's so much data out there, you can get lost in it. Yep. But providing the data up front from the contract management suite is one aspect of it. But deepening your conversations and your relationships with your carriers so that you know what questions to ask, you know about your transit times. You know about the new SKUs that are coming that you're about to introduce into your contract. You you know how to keep a strong communication uh, relationship with your rep so mm-hmm. that you do understand, okay, this isn't their strong suit. This area, their, right. their time in transit's really poor where uh, I could use this regional carrier or this national carrier Uh, to offset it. So knowing what questions to answer or to ask will help build the relationships with your carrier rep across your entire portfolio. Yeah. And that communication arms you with, you know, the information that you need to make, make the right decisions for your organization, for your supply chain, for your customers. Because at the end of the day, last mile touches your customer And it makes the difference as to whether they return to you or not. And so it's huge, right? And like you said, if one carrier is good in one area and not the other, you have to be able to have that relationship to find out about that ahead of time so you can be proactive and figure out what you're going to do that best suits your organization as well. Yeah, you have to to be able to measure your own data uh, constantly over against itself. Uh, and then layering in the complexities of contracts and other regional carriers and not having all of your eggs in one basket, uh, along with your mix of SKUs, how do I put this all together? Yeah. Uh, so our, our pronged approach, our four-pronged approach to the contract management suite is our contract repository, our contract compliance, our monitoring, and our modeling. 
right? Those are the areas that give the insights and the questions to sustain a healthy relationship with your carrier rep and also sustain a healthy relationship with your customers who are depending on uh, your carrier uh, relationships to follow through and to, to meet your brand promise. Yep, they absolutely are. So talk to us about the role of innovation in all of this. I mean, you're chief innovation officer, um, and that's an amazing sounding job, by the way. Well, uh, we got it from Star Trek. Uh, okay. That's where, no, I'm just, I'm, te- I'm only teasing. No, but it kind of sounds Star like Trek, that. So I wouldn't have known. <laughs> uh, it, look, the whole, the whole concept is if, if businesses don't continually innovate, Mm-hmm. and adapt to marketing changes and so forth. That's where that's where we get ourselves into trouble, right? Uh, so be, being able to uh, being able to understand what is really going on with my business and how I can measure it uh, and how I can continue to ask those questions, it's a it's a really big deal. Yeah. And it's a big deal to not only the future of your organization, but it's also a big deal to the future of your carrier relations, your partner relations. You know, as you move through and figure out what solutions you need for your supply chain or even your business, you know, to that integration piece, make sure, making sure that everything is sort of talking to each other. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, these really are business solutions and innovation is at the heart of that, right? And how do you innovate? Something that just just a few years ago, you you know this well, Sarah. Just a few years ago, we were printing on a dot matrix printer uh, on a, a three carbon copy uh, invoice, and we're tearing off the edges and we're handing one to one, and, and it was really a manual, archaic, very mm-hmm. uh, data lacking environment. So it was all kind of emotional relationships and it was emotional decisions. And it was, I feel like you're charging me too much, you know, or I feel like we, we have to get away from that, those kind of statements and get to here's, here's where we are. Hey, listen, what our business needs to do to be better. I was using a typewriter, I think like eight years ago or something like that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We've come a long way. We really have. We really have. When that typewriter, you could actually delete something on the typewriter. That was an amazing technology. I don't uh, have that feature. <laughs> no, no. But now we we have uh, we have technology to enable shippers mm-hmm. of all sizes, right? Whether yeah. whether you're a small shop out of your garage or or you're an enterprise size company on uh, shipping millions of packages a month right? You still need the same insights and innovation to continually keep yourself uh, and your business with a competitive advantage. You absolutely do. So you have a compliance tool, I think, that is currently in development. Can you tell us about that? I mean, what is it going to do? How will it complement the existing range of Sifted Solution? And when's the launch for it? You know, uh, actually, actually, we just launched it this okay. week. So it's, it's now live. And the whole, the whole point of doing a compliance tool is just to make sure that what you've negotiated in your contract, uh, the rates that you're expecting, the delivery times that you're expecting, uh, the performance 
from the carrier that you're expecting is being measured mm-hmm. and that it's to your business's uh, commitments. So if you're, uh, if you've added a new account number with a third party mm-hmm. and somehow the rates are different, well, why are they different? What is it about a third party that's different than shipping it out of my warehouse? And how do I measure that impact? Uh, and if I'm going to expand with third party vendors, then how do I measure what my costs are going to be and how I manage my COGS and EBITDA and all of, all of those components to uh, make sure that they're all in line with what you expect? That's Love our contract it. compliance. Well, and that totally goes with our our comment about innovation, right? You also need to work with partners who are constantly innovating and taking the challenges that you're having and creating tools out of it. That's that that's exactly right. And be, between our contract compliance um, and our contract monitoring, which the monitoring is kind of interesting, Sarah, because the, the contract is. Like we said, it, yes, it's for 36 months, but there are things within it that make your pricing different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those could be your spend tiers, right? What if your business takes a drop for a few months or what if it explodes for a few months? Right. What's that going to do to your average cost per pack? And what does that mean for your customers paying for shipping on the other end? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the monitoring tool allows you to see exactly where you are within your tiers and what you need to do to, to manage to manage your uh, tier bands, uh, including things like what if what if you want to introduce a, another carrier into your portfolio, but you take too much from one and you lose all of your discounts from your tier bands, suddenly your costs go up when you were really just trying to diversify and keep your costs manageable. Right. So the contract compliance and monitoring tool allows you to play those tricky situations. Uh, to optimize them to perfection. Awesome. Thank you so much for explaining that. Cause I think that really paints the picture and we're going to get into a case study in just a second, but who's the ideal client for this contract monitoring contract compliance? What do they look like? Well, really that's the beauty of it is it's anyone, any business who has established rates with any carrier. Okay. So if you're shipping something and you have established rates with the carrier, Uh, you can upload your contract into our software and then measure all of your invoice data that comes through every day or every week against your contractual rates, just to make sure that they're blending, just to make sure that you're still at your right tier, just to make sure that nothing is expired uh, in your contract. And suddenly you, you now have an enormous residential surcharge or dimensional charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it helps them to manage that. So it's anybody that that has an established agreement with any carrier. That's perfect. I can hear somebody out in the audience going, I can't believe there's a tool for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm super excited for them to uh, find out more. But I love bringing these discussions to, f- to life with a case study. So can you paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers? You know, what was the challenge that they came to you with? What was the impact or ROI of utilizing Sifted's contract management suite? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about a company down in Texas that was shipping furniture. Uh, In 2019, when they first became a a client of Sifted, wanting to get data insights, wanting to understand, they didn't have a really big team, 
right? It, it was, it, they were working in a strip mall and it wasn't, it wasn't a big logistics team that was managing this. But in 2019, uh, they were spending around $6 million in shipping costs. I mean, furniture is bulky. <laughs> furniture is bulky, right? But in 2019, the, the, the dimensions and the capacity issues that we've experienced during the pandemic hadn't hit yet. Right. So somebody like that, they, they go from shipping approximately the same number of units at $6 million to 2020 going literally to $16 million. Oh, that's a lot. Furniture's big and it's bulky. True. And, and look, this doesn't paint. I'm not trying to paint a picture that the carriers are doing anything that's, that's wrong. If you're the carrier, you have to maximize the space on the truck. Every inch, every cubic inch is, is valuable. So uh, they needed to find then what is the right balance? Mm-hmm between these dimensional charges, it's just our product, right? It's going to cost more to ship. Mm -hmm. How do we we measure uh, what parts are going to cost what? Can we break these down into additional boxes that are smaller? Can we work with our manufacturers to get us uh, something different or breakable or bendable that we could ship in a different package type or package size? Mm Mm-hmm. So we went on uh, and have done now for several years using the contract management suite of making sure that they are in compliance, but then also changing like their tiers. Uh, they were doing really well on their tiers. They were, in fact, what we call blowing out their tier bands. Okay. Uh, but at that point, at that point, you might congratulate yourself or you might say, hey, maybe the carrier is willing to get better discounts at these higher volumes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what can I do to work with my carrier on these dimensions that aren't attractive, but I'm sure there's something that we can do to work together to find a solution. And again, this is about establishing good relationships with the carrier, not having some scorched earth mentality where you're strong arming somebody on either side. Uh, so we went, we went through that process and did all kinds of scenarios right? Running all of the modeling that you talked about previously, uh, looking at the different versions of what we could do for things like uh, website shipping pr- shipping costs that you quote to your customers. And right. uh, do, you, do you build it in a markup or do you put it in the shipping, in the cart, check out? What do you, how do you manage that? Uh, anyway, after going through this multiple times, uh, really tw- on average twice a year, mm-hmm. Right, wow. twice twice a year, not once every thirty six months, but twice a year adjusting the operations. Um, and they they went from spending that sixteen million, in, continuing to explode, by the way, in packages, right. mm-hmm. but keeping their costs at the same level with all of these cost increases. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they suddenly were able to have some negotiation tactic where. They could strong arm the carrier to give them better rates. That's not how it works. It's all about data and efficiency and finding solutions together. Yeah. What can we do? What can you do? And how do we bring it together for the results? So what were the results? Like what was sort of the ROI? I guess sort of just keeping it where it needed to be, even though their business was exploding. Yeah. The, fir- the, first, the first year we were able to create efficiencies. 
uh, where they reduced their spend by $2 million in nice. in a 90, in a 90 day period. Nice. Right. I like those numbers. I know. And it's continued, it's continued to be uh, a 12% reduction from what their costs would have been moving forward. Right. So it's a, a constant 12% reduction for them. Uh, some of it's operational, some of it's working directly with the carriers, but ultimately they, they know that they can count on using the software to keep their costs predictable and competitive. It's all about the trust. And you guys definitely established that in that particular example. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, this is the last episode of the series. So what would you like to leave the listeners with? Do you have a key takeaway from the series that you can share and perhaps, you know, give us your predictions for the industry as we head quickly into 2023? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, I think that Some of the key takeaways from this series are businesses and shippers have to be flexible and adaptable, both to carrier changes and to market changes, to supply chain blockage, and all of the different things that are going to be thrown at them. They have to be flexible and adaptable, and the way that you do that is through data insights, measuring what you can measure and knowing what questions you should be asking. The other things to kind of look forward to in 2023 uh, is we've experienced this, uh, the great resignation uh, phase where having so much turnover at organizations in critical positions has been a real struggle for businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one one of the things that we as businesses need to protect is that, uh, intellectual property that we have with our employees, like what happened in 2018 with your contracts. Yeah. But now it's four employees later that are asking that question and nobody has the answer. So having a software that manages this for you is like logging in to do your taxes with H&R Block and having everything from all of those years before populated and right there. Uh, And that's, that's an important component that I see. But mostly, uh, it's diversification and knowing how to utilize regional carriers. Regional carriers are making big moves. Uh, you're, seeing, you're seeing them join together. Uh, you're seeing their services expand. Uh, recently, we, a carrier announced that they now go from the West Coast to the East Coast as a regional carrier. Wow. Uh, it's, that's a big move. Mm-hmm. But as a... As a business, you have to ask the question, what does that mean to me? How do I measure whether or not that's a good decision to me? Yeah. And, th- and then finally, sustainability is going to continue to be a force that as logistics specialists and businesses, we have to continue to measure. Uh, yep. what, what packaging materials am I using? Mm-hmm. What services am I using that hurt the environment or help the environment? Uh, Is my distribution network set up to be efficient, not just for cost, but for the environment? These are really big questions that continue to to pop up and will continue to be a force that uh, shippers will need to measure and ask the right questions going forward. 
So many great takeaways. I love that. And also, you know, the great resignation, like you said, data is not only for that negotiation and for your internal discussions. You also have to have a handle on that data, especially with the turnover that's happening right that now. That was a huge, huge point. And thank you so much for all of those great takeaways. And what another, like we've just had another great show in this mini series. I told you, I do not want this mini series to end because <laughs> we are hearing so many great inf- insights from the team at Sifted. And we don't talk a lot about contracts on Let's Talk Supply Chain. They're sometimes seen as a little dull, not the glamorous side of supply chain. <laughs> (laughs) if such a side exists. But carrier contracts are really the backbone of your supply chain. And securing best-in-class rates sets you up for success in the short and the long term. You can't afford to leave contracts in the background, right? If you want to drive profits and strengthen relationships, it's time to take a proactive approach to contract management, not a reactive one. And Sifted is the partner to help you do it. And of course, this episode also brings us to the end of our mini series. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at sifted, S-I-F-T-E-D dot com. A massive thanks to Adam for joining me and to the team at Sifted. It's been a fantastic mini series and we've all enjoyed it so much. And I cannot wait to collaborate with you again soon. Thanks so much, Adam. We feel the same, Sarah. Thank you.